0: All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor, Paul Savage in to talk some Super Bowl. Jad Chambers producing Full House on a Friday. Fellas, let's get to this game. Um, you know, we've had a long time to think about it. First, let's pick it, and then we can talk ourselves through it. Tom, uh, Paul, sorry, you start us off. You've led this thing all the way through. What's your pick, and what's that key and that reason you're going to go that direction?
1: right. Well, this is an interesting pick, and one of the things that we, we understand is that I look at the strength on both sides of the ball for both teams. I've got to give the advantage to the, to the Eagles on both sides of the ball. Granted, it's slight on offense, maybe, maybe, maybe non-existent on offense because Patrick Mahomes has a lot to do with that. But on the other hand, it's a pretty good defensive line. It's going to get some pressure on Mahomes. Uh, how healthy is Mahomes? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles and give the one-and-a-half based upon a great offensive line for Jalen Hurts and a great defensive line for the Eagles to try to counter Patrick Mahomes, uh, get him rushed, get him out of the pocket, get him scrambling, get him running around, get him looking at where is the pass rush coming from, not where his receivers are. So I know that's that's not much of a reason, but for me it's enough reason to break a tie – off of two pretty good teams. Vegas says it's a point and a half. That's pretty much a pick em in a Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I'll go ahead and give the one and a half.
0: All right. Uh, so Paul takes the bad guys, but a, a pick I think that has been more popular than the Chiefs, just based on what I've seen. I think the consensus is leaning to the favorite. Tommy, you in, or are you taking the Chiefs?
2: Uh, I don't think I can pick against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. And the fact that they're getting points... Um, I'm going to take Kansas City plus one and a half. Um, in fact, my my final score prediction uh, is 31-21 Kansas City. I think it'll be a 10 point win for the Chiefs. I, I think that the Eagles are a really good team, and I you've heard me, Jacob. I've I've sang their praises throughout the entire season. I've questioned why everybody has doubted the Eagles throughout the course of the year. They have clearly been the best team in that conference, and I think that you know they they are. Uh, worthy adversaries and they are worthy of holding the crown as the NFC champions. But I just think that Kansas city um, the, from what we've have seen against uh, uh, from them over the last several weeks and including the ascent of their defense in the AFC title game. I just think that Kansas city has too many weapons. And, and when you've got, um, you know, obviously the MVP in the league for the second time, Patrick Mahomes under center and I think that there's going to be an advantage from a play calling perspective, Andy Reed versus Nick Sirianni. I like Nick Sirianni, but he's not in the same league as Andy Reed is right now. I like Kansas city and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take those points.
0: I mean, I've been the Eagles hater all year, not you, Tommy and, and hater is a, is a, is a joke term for me right now. Uh, look, I, I don't know based on the body of work just in this season that Andy Reed is significantly better than Nick Sirianni because I think Nick Sirianni's done as good a job. I thought Nick Sirianni should have been the coach of the year. Brian Dable got it. I thought it was Sirianni. They execute at a very, very high level. If we're talking coaching, I think that the critical coaching thing is Steve Spagnuolo. And what can he do? And Manny he knocked it out of the park in a lot of ways against Cincinnati. Can he do that again? Can he do the things that have made him, you know, one of the premier names in that spot? And that's just showing different things in the biggest spots that confuse the other team. And I'll say, yes, I think he can. Because I think if he can do it against Joe Burrow, he can do it against Jalen Hurts. No offense to Jalen Hurts. I think Joe Burrow's better. Um, Philadelphia is a really interesting team with a lot of insanely talented players just like the Chiefs, right? But they have not beaten a lot of teams like the Chiefs or really good teams. They've fought, I'll, I'll put it this way. They've fared really well against bad teams, and while they've still beat good teams, right, they, they're not that dominant force that they appear to be at other times. Now, they were pretty dominant over San Francisco, but there was an injury. How dominant would they have been had Brock Purdy not got hurt? I don't know the answer to that, and that's what makes it really hard for me. Um, because that was going to be the real litmus test for me. Like, okay, that now we're going to get Philadelphia. They're going to be able to just really prove it and and shut me up, and then Brock Purdy gets hurt, and it's like, okay, well, never mind. I like Patrick Mahomes in this spot. I think he's healthier. Um, I like the emergence of Kadarius Toney. If he stays healthy, I think it adds a wrinkle to their offense that they absolutely have to have. And And I like Kansas City's defense a little bit here to show Jalen Hurts things he's not used to seeing. I'm gonna take the Chiefs, and when I, I'm with you on 51 points, but I've got it as 27-24. Um, okay. You know, I, it, it will. I that's what I mean. Like, I don't have it in the 30s like a lot of people do. Um, you know, getting up north of 60 points, but I like 27-24. I I'll be very curious to see the pace of play in this game, and what do both teams want to do with their tempo? I kind of think they would both like to slow it down a little bit, which is why the over under is something I'll avoid pretty hard because I think in a perfect world for both teams fellas like they'll both try to establish the run, run the play clock down, keep the opposing offense off the field. I mean, I mean it's very basic, right? You want to see less of the two leading MVP candidates on the field if at all possible, right and and you know I think Philadelphia probably relies on bigger plays, more than Kansas City because their personnel dictates that. But I think both of these teams are very capable of trying to play a little ball control, and I think that's where both offenses will start at least.
2: I'm going to read off a list here of the opposing quarterbacks that the Philadelphia Eagles have faced this season. And tell me if you are uh, impressed by this list whatsoever. Cooper Rush, Kenny Pickett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Justin Fields, Andy Dalton, Daniel Jones three times, Aaron Rodgers who scored thirty three points in that game, and Dak Prescott who scored thirty four points in that game. So outside of, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and maybe Daniel Jones, who there really instills a you know a big time fear in the hearts of the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes is a different quarterback than everybody on that list that the Philly defense has faced, at least in the regular season.
0: I I think you're right. Paul, I mean Mahomes. Mahomes is obviously the guy and has an opportunity now to to take a shot at a defense that that hasn't played a guy like him this right.
1: year. Right. Well, and that and that's that's that. Well, the, the nobody plays a guy like Mahomes until you play Mahomes. That's that's the right. way this has Correct. come come down to it, at least at this point of his career. But let's do a kind of a little interesting study here, real quick. I'm going to ask you guys just a series of about three or four questions, which to me, solidifies how I look at this game. So uh, I think it's obvious. I'm going to I'm gonna ask you which is better, one for the Chiefs, one for, for the Eagles. Quarterback. All right, Mahomes, right? Both you guys agree on that, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Offensive line. Who has the better offensive line?
0: Oh, man, that's a good question. Well, um, I don't think it's – Probably the Eagles. Yeah. Probably I don't, the Eagles.
1: Yeah, I
2: think Philly has a better offensive line.
1: Right, right. I think that's exactly right. Better defensive
2: line. That one's even tougher. No, I mean, um, it. that's, it's, I think, I think Kansas city has a better defensive line.
1: No, that's wrong. Well, who has the number one, the number one defense defensive line, when it comes to rush pushes, uh, you know, those I, kind of things, uh, I'll, I'm going to okay, yes, push back on that, Paul. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to push back
0: on that because Tommy just gave us the list of quarterbacks. Now, when you're defensive game planning, Paul, I want you to answer this honestly, when you, because these are the, this is the position that you coach a lot. How much easier is it to sack bad quarterbacks than good quarterbacks?
1: Well, that's, that's, that's obviously a, a question that is, uh, well, but it's, but easier. what I'm saying yes, that's is, that's obvious. Yes. But I, I think, I think it might be a little bit deceptive
0: when you look at that, because the Eagles have had the opportunity to play a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks that get sacked a lot, right? Well, Patrick Mahomes is as good as any quarterback in the league at avoiding sacks. Well, so that's where I would push back on that
1: one. Well, that's that's very well done. But I mean, I'm looking at the history of this season. You look at the overall results of this season, and this is, is the number one sack team in the league. This is the number one push team in the league. This is the number one uh, you know, hurry up uh, defensive line. I'm ju- all I'm saying is that it, when you take it in totality, uh, you 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 just you just got to think that well, you know, this is going to be a defensive line that's better than one defensive line that is led by Chris Jones. So don't get so me wrong. I'm, 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 I'm going to go. Chris Jones Paul, is I'm darn gonna, good, boy.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to both championship games, the AFC and the NFC right. championship. games. Give me your point. So, all right. So Philly. They ran all over the quarterbacks for the 49ers, knocked Brock Purdy out of the game, knocked Josh Johnson out of the game. All right, so I get that. Hassan Redick had a phenomenal game for the Eagles in the NFC Championship, and I'm not taking anything away from them. That's great. But the two guys that I just mentioned that they got to, Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. Kansas City's defensive line in the AFC Championship game got through the Bengals' offensive line to get to Joe Burrow. Joe yes. Burrow, who is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think but that he when gets you compare, all I get the time. it. I get it, but what I'm, well, my point is that if we're talking about the level of quarterback and escapability and being able to avoid pressure and all of that, Joe Burrow knows how to do that probably better than anybody else in the league. Yeah, he gets hit a lot, but he's had to you know, figure out ways to – he gets the ball out quicker than anybody else in the league, and Kansas City's defensive line was able to get to him. And I think that's a bigger task, getting to Joe Burrow, than it is getting to Josh Johnson or Brock Purdy that the Eagles were able to do.
1: Well, that's a good point. And, of course, experience has a lot to do with that. Mobility has a lot to do with that. And, of course, you look at Jalen Hurts. He, he's not bad with his feet at this point of his career. He's still young enough. He still relies on his feet. And like Patrick Mahomes... You no, know, Jalen Hurts is a tough guy to you know get a sack on just because you know he he operates in a pocket, he can escape a pocket, he can create out in space, he does all the things that you would expect a quarterback to do. You know this may be a game where you know one of the, one of the uh, one of the things we were talking about how many sacks in this game as a prop. You remember remember that one prop we talked about very very briefly. Uh, you know it may be that nobody's sacked, and part of that is not because that the defensive lines are not good, they don't get push, they don't get opportunities to sack. It's because there's a a pair of quarterbacks who might be as good as escaping and using their feet and able to create to avoid sacks. These two might be a couple of the best in the entire NFL when it comes to how much ability do you have to avoid sacks. So it's a good point, Tommy and it, that's part of the fascination of this particular Super Bowl. You know, you've got some real some really interesting matchups where you have pluses and minuses. You know, a lot of times we go into a Super Bowl, both teams are pretty darn good at every facet of the game. In this particular game, we have a couple of positions and a couple of of things that may happen in the game where I can make a case the other team is better than the other team. And and and, and this might be just one of those. I, I, and I think it's going to be fascinating to watch the battle of the bigs. This is one game. I want everybody, as they watch this game, look at line surge. Look who's winning the, the trenches in this game. That will give you an indication as to who wins this particular Super Bowl, in my opinion.
2: And I think to that yeah. point, Paul, I think to that point, you know, it's it, I don't think that Kansas City has to win in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think they just have to draw. I think think they they have to be even, right? And so, like, if they lose on one side and win the other side, that's great. I I don't think they necessarily have to win on both sides of the ball in the trenches to get a victory. Uh, Because we've we've seen them win a handful of games when the offensive line hasn't been good, but the defensive line has, or vice versa. So I don't necessarily think that it's got to be both. But I do think defensively for Kansas City, and Jacob, you and I have talked about this throughout the entire week, about the, the best way that Steve Spagnola can defend against Jalen Hurts. I think trying to contain him in the pocket is one. That's one aspect of it. Uh, but also, I think if you can force him to throw the ball deep, you know, he's had that injured shoulder for the past couple of weeks, and he's got, yeah, he's got really dynamic wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Quez Watkins. Like, he's got those guys, and I'm not taking anything away from them. But if you force Jalen Hurts to beat you deep and throw the ball deep low percentage throws high difficulty catches when he's in the pocket making him drop back and throwing it 20 30 40 yards deep that's probably going to be the best way I would think for Kansas City to defend the pass if you're going to let Jalen Hurts get 5 10 yards each time and methodically move the ball down the field whether it's with his legs or throwing the ball i don't think that's going to bode well defensively for kansas city so i think you've got to force him into throwing the ball deep
0: yeah i, I mean there's no doubt kansas city doesn't want to see him run around i mean that's very very certain but i will say throwing the ball deep is where the chiefs can kind of get in trouble a little bit with when you know we saw t higgins and jamar chase make big plays Eagles have a couple of guys that can make big plays, you know, down the field too. And Devonta Smith and AJ Brown.
2: I, I, My counter to that is that I don't think Jalen hurts is as accurate of a quarterback as Joe. Well, no, he's not. So but It's not he's about been, the wide receivers. It's about, but the he's been getting those
0: guys, run. the ball all year. I mean, they've, you know, they've had great years collectively and the only, and I'm with you. Like if he's doing that, it gives the chiefs time to sack him. But, I cannot imagine, at least early on, that other than shot plays that are designed very specifically to take those chances, that Nick Sirianni is going to go into this game and say, All right, guys, let's have Jalen Hurts make a ton of huge plays through the air to beat the Chiefs. I can't imagine that that's their game plan.
2: plan. I don't think that's going to be the game plan either. But if Kansas City defensively, and this is where the linebackers are going to come into play, I would think, if they can try to take away the short passes a little bit, uh, maybe Jalen Hurts doesn't have a choice. And I'm talking about like, you know, time where he's, you know, scrambling around and, and you know, nothing is open five, 10 yards deep and he's got to take shots downfield. If they can for that's what I'm saying. If, if Kansas City, if Steve Spagnola can force him into that, then I think that's going to be a little bit better than letting him run for a first down, right? If, if you're going to no make question. him do something, uh, make him launch it 30, 40 yards down the field because I don't think he's that accurate, and especially with the banged-up shoulder, I think that's going to be the best way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you guys it's, a question
1: real quick? Do you mind if I do this? is a yeah. quick question. We all came to the fact that, uh, that the Philadelphia Eagles is a good football team somewhere along the line in this season. I'm going to be real truthful. I'm, this is as truthful as I can get with you guys. I didn't buy into the Eagles till about week 12 or 13. I swear to gosh, if you go back and you look at all the picks we made, Jad, if you wanted to do this, you could do this. You could go back and look at all the picks. I hardly ever took the Eagles unless it was just, you know, they're playing some dog or whatever the case might be. I did not buy into the Eagles with how good they were until about week 12 or 13. Was there a buy-in time for you guys where all of a sudden the light went on and you go, hey, these guys aren't bad. These guys are pretty good. These guys have a shot. Yeah. At the, somewhere there's a point where where you got. Jab. What were you going to say? Were you going to say something? Sorry, Paul.
0: I went back and looked. You took the Eagles over the Vikings in Week Two. Jacob and
1: Tommy took the Vikings. <laughs> Well, yeah. They, I, well, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. That was that was that was trying to win a bet. I don't know what the points were, but it had to it had to have to do with points. Because you know, I never thought. I just I just said the you know this is Cinderella at the ball, and at some point the slipper's coming off, and I, that's just kind of what I was thinking. And of course, it never did, and it took me a heck of a long time. I guess I'm a stubborn guy when it comes to this kind of stuff. But uh, for you guys, how long did it take for you guys to buy in?
0: I don't know if I'm bought in, Paul, and that's You're been still my problem not bought all in. year.
1: Wow. Well, I,
0: I I think that I think that there's a, a pretty good chance they were the best team in the NFC. Um, you know, i I'd, I'd really like to see Brock Purdy play that game. But even if they are, that's not as good as the three best AFC teams. So that's always where I've been this year. Like there are clear, there were clearly Buffalo, Cincinnati and Kansas city. And then maybe it was the Eagles after that, but like it was, it, it hasn't been easy for me because I just, they're not playing great teams like some of these other, and, and Kansas city schedule was not as difficult as we thought it would be. Right. But they played Buffalo and they played Cincinnati in the regular season. Then they played Cincinnati again in the postseason. So we got to see them play some really good games. They they also, you know, had San Francisco. And so it, it's just, I, I'm still not bought in. And that's a good thing for the Eagles, right? Because I think there are a lot of people like me that are like, yeah, I just don't know, man. And they get a chance to get out there. And now, after this game, nobody can say anything, right? Like there won't be, because now they're getting the best, right? The Chiefs were the best, have been the best. These are the top dogs, and you get a chance to go get them. So you know, prove everybody like me wrong, but I, yeah. I I still am not totally bought in with the Eagles, and it's really the biggest reason I'm picking the chiefs. Wow, Tommy and what I about don't know
2: you? yeah i I don't know if I would say that I was bought in at this point, but i I remember it back in like I don't know week seven or week eight, and we had a conversation on the show where I said, why does everybody keep doubting them? They're winning games All you know right. and, and so i I understand that the the competition level, wasn't as good and and what I get all of that the I I even listed off the quarterbacks that they faced that they're not great but they were winning games and I think it was pretty easy to tell that at least in that conference that they were rising to the top and that there wasn't going to be another team outside of maybe San Francisco that we thought okay with Christian McCaffrey and if the quarterback situation if they that stays healthy they'll have a shot to you know challenge them but it's been Philly it's been Philly all along in the NFC and so that's why I, when this matchup was solidified, I thought, "All right, these are the two best teams in each conference. Let's go. Let's make it happen." And I think that's why it's been so difficult to see exactly how this game is going to play out. Can I interject? And then you throw one? in the
0: fact that Super Bowls are unpredictable. Yeah, Jad, what's up? On well, just one more thing, I didn't have to go far to find Paul's first pick of the Eagles. We we picked games involving the Eagles in weeks two, four, and six.
1: Paul picked the Eagles in every one of those games. Well, I I didn't mean it. (laughs) All right. I I didn't mean it. Jad's got the receipts all the time. Well, that segment didn't quite go like I thought it would.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation next on Sports Daily.